Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. All right, welcome back. Midweek Bible study. We're in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. One of my favorite stories, and it's actually not one story. It's at least two stories wound together. And stories I take very personally um, because of my children, because I have a daughter. God's out to rescue uh, a daughter. Or is that all that's happening? Have a look. Jesus again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake. A large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and lived. So Jesus went with him and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. All right, my firstborn child, our firstborn child, um, born in Scotland, was this little beautiful girl. And she's grown up now into a, a beautiful mom, beautiful grown up. But we never had close calls with our daughter. Now we had a son next, and he was 100% boy, and therefore he, he got to see the emergency room a few times. But our daughter, we never had those we might lose our girl moments. And I even have a hard time phrasing that because it terrifies me to this day. You know, how precious our children are. And this man comes, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jairus, Jairus, I, I don't know. Um, and so you can steer me clear if you've got a better way, but he says, my little daughter is dying. Please come. And what happens next? So Jesus went with him. And I, I bring this up to people saying, Jesus is not the false gods of Baal on Mount Carmel that you have to scream for all day long to get him willing to go with you. All this man had to do was ask. And because he asked, Jesus went. So what the word so there means. One of the hardest words to define in the English language is so, because we use it in so many ways. But so, as a result of the request, Jesus left. That's all it took. And then the large crowd. I've had people say, why the large crowd follow? And my response is, well, the malls don't open for 2,000 years. <laughs> when, when, you've got, when you've got something like this going on, you start going. And why did they press around him? Um, big, big thing for those of you who have not traveled to know you don't have personal space in most nations. They will bump against you, they'll move across you, and they're not required to say, I'm sorry, or excuse me, because you don't own this. And you're bumped around and, and you know, for example, in Brazil, um, and I have Brazilian friends that tell me, if you ever come here and someone bumps and then reaches past you to get something, 
don't expect them to say I'm sorry and do not become angry because we don't do that here. I said thank you very much. Nice to know. And you can go where there's no personal space. So they are, there's no personal space here. And a woman was there. Remember, we, we always have to keep in mind, what, what's he going to do? Going to heal a sick girl. Well, here comes another girl. She's a woman. She's grown up. But she's God's daughter. She had suffered. She'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years. By the way, the bleeding here is understood to be a uterine bleeding, therefore being, making her unclean. Um, when she'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. <coughs> I'm wondering, Rick, how many people around the world right now are saying amen because they, they went from doctor to doctor to doctor, mm-hmm. got into debt, hurt them, and then they're worse. Um, we all know doctors are trying their best. It's not like they have secret medicine they only give to the rich people. Mm-hmm. Although, I heard this week of somebody that was uh, prescribed an antibiotic that was $7,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, then we don't have an antibiotic. because mm-hmm. And by the way, their insurance is going to get it down to 2000 a month for them. And I'm going, that still is not... At this point, we say, hello, Jesus. You know, um, this, this woman had suffered. For, all right, unclean means that she's not been able to go to the marketplace. She's not been able to hang out with her sisters, except I assume when they're unclean and they are out of the camp as well. Uh, her family will have missed her. And again, there's a theme there's a man whose family's in danger. He comes to Jesus. This woman's family would have missed her. The man we just saw living in the tombs had a family. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is, you know, he's, he's acting as a healing force as he moves through this. Um, and I'm going to stop here in a bit and let you catch up. So anything you want to talk about any of this. Um, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd. Bad Bad, bad idea. Bad idea. You're unclean. You don't, there's no way you get in and out without somebody picking up a rock or yelling. Um, and then she touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. I have no idea how she got the idea of just touching the clothes. I think that's one of those voids we're going to have to ask Peter about later. Um, but touching the clothes of a man you're not related to was also a huge no-no. Um, I saw videos, one of the, one of the hottest subjects um, uh, or new topics on YouTube, uh, X, used to be Twitter, and Instagram now, are people who go around giving money to deserving people. Uh, and especially if these, they're kind, they'll often show up and say, you know, I, I want to buy a present for my son, but I'm a dollar short. Can you give me a dollar? And if the people do, then they'll turn around and say, listen, we didn't need your do- dollar. We're here to help you. We're buying all your groceries today. Or here's 300 bucks or whatever. Well, there was a restaurant that has been serving the poor for years. And one of these people found out about it. 
and went there and said, I don't have any money for food. And the woman goes, you don't need any money. You know, I'll make, and he's going, really? Are you serious? And she goes, no, it's all right. It happens to people. People have a bad time. Well, the man then turns around and says, I know what you've been doing. I know you're taking a loss. And I would like, I think it was a thousand dollars. And she didn't want to take it at first, but then she understood that she had to let the man give because religions say you have to let people share. But then she said, I am Muslim. I cannot take that from your hand. And he said, if I lay it on the counter, can you take it? And she said, yes. Well, I thought that was a brilliant way to show what the rules about touching still are in many places. But among the Jews, it was as well. You didn't go touching somebody you weren't related to, a man, if you're a woman, or allow the vice versa. She's taken all the risk. It reminds me of the woman, the sex worker in Luke, that comes from the wall during the dinner and cries mm -hmm. on Jesus' feet. She broke every rule they had. Everyone. This woman is desperate. She's a rule breaker. And we'll find out about Jesus' response. But... I've been talking a long time. I've been talking eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, bring some depth to this, if yeah. you wish, or, or insight. Yeah. The, the, um, as you mentioned, we have a, um, a miracle inside of a miracle. So it's what's yeah. happening here, and, and it's, in, it's intentional. That oh, you, yeah. You move from a baby or someone just coming into the world to someone who has been in the world for a while, a long for a significant amount of time and has been suffering for yes. a significant amount of time. So you have had a child that hasn't, you know, age-wise and stuff, suffering hasn't been as long, and then you have this one. And so you have an escalating miracle is, is basically where this, where this is going. And, um, and one thing that's important, the, um, she asked me if I can touch, you know, his, his um, you know, his clothes. Uh, um, in some translations and other places, it's touched the hem of his garment. Right. And that brings us to mind of the tassels that the priests would wear, yeah. the temple priests. And, um, and it was thought that um, because that part of that priest, you could, you could touch, and that's where oh. the miracle and healing was, was in that, you know, you couldn't touch them, but that tassel was there because normally it was longer than everything else yeah. that was on there. Oh, and there okay. was there was some understanding that rolls around in that in that circle there, and that may be why if I could just touch him as a garment, because I don't know about you, if it's been me, you know, I want to get up right next to him, yeah. under him. I want to make sure he knows my name. I want to make sure <laughs> if I can, he knows the situation, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because these this is this ain't helping me, you know. But but here he has, you know, and but it also shows the humility of the person and respect that. You know that that was there at least, and look at it. You know, in the time of where it was, this woman realized what the situation was, and I can't go in there and do this. However, and and we're going to eventually come to. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we may come to a, a story of a woman telling him. You, you know, um, the dogs. You know, don't they eat the yep. crumbs that yep. fall from the master table, you know, and whew, you know, I mean, that's, that's humility there, but, but it's also somebody that's desperate about being desperate, you know, yes. they're desperate about their situation. And, um, 
And then, and then in that context, Jesus, it's almost as if he says, you know what, you made a point there. And, and in mm -hmm. fact, it's a good point. And because you made this good point, mm -hmm. yeah. and of course, that's, <laughs> that, I mean, it sounds like that, but that's not how it played out. But that's literally that's what he said. Yeah. In other words, he's saying, you know, you've recognized what the situation was. Mm -hmm. You know, you, 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 you're closer now than some of these other folk, you know, mm -hmm. around here. This is how the blessing will, will work for you. And, and, and in that case, we can relate it to God because that's what these miracles were designed to do was to show that because there were many charlatans around. And, uh, and then there were many people that were starting to say that they were Christ and stuff like that. So they missed out, but they could not do, you know, what, what Christ did, uh, um, now they tried, and and from all accounts of the Bible, some of them came close. Some, uh, some seemed to toss out demons. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but there was always something unique about him, and the uniqueness was is that Jesus never left a person the way he was. And once he healed them, they did not go back into that. Um, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. they. And so there, we know there's something different there. So she um, relates that way, but. So you have Jairus, and, and, and like I said, that's one of those names. We, we, everybody does the best they can. Do it, so, so, and, and he's way up, okay? And so the more you gravitate it toward the, the upper echelons of society, the less, the less you tend to look at Christ as the whole the the god of this world and as a figure that came in and to change it it just did not roll and so that's what makes important like herod that's what makes some of those characters very important when when they you know when you read about them and they're thinking no this there's something special here that's that's going on you you know and or you know and and some of them they're going like that and so you um so you have him coming in the half of his his daughter and you know he had access to the best health care of the time, whatever that right. was. And he had the best in attendance. But his daughter drove him to Jesus. I need you to come see her because she's not getting well. And I feel that this is something else. And Jesus said, okay, I will, I will, I will go. Uh, um, and so there's some implication in there that he may have thought that who he was would bring him special attention. But it wasn't that at all, because Jesus asked him for nothing and said, I know your daughter was sick. And then remember, at the beginning of this, the beginning of this text, Jesus had just crossed the yep. water to get to him. And so most of the time when you're in these miracle stories, anytime water shows up in yep. there, he's going into a situation. Yes. Um, he's either leaving one that he's corrected or getting ready to go into one that, that he's going to deal with. And so, um, and so you, you, you have that tension building, but, and then we don't see it until the backside of this miracle when we realize that, that when Jesus shows up, finally the child is, is dead, you know, or at least in their respects, you know, in the human sense for those people that recognize, okay, she's not, but Jesus said, no. And, and what he's trying to get him is, you don't set my time frame for me. I set the time frame for you. In other words, when, you, when we're moving with God, we got to realize that we're walking through this world. We're enduring the things of this world. But God is still in this movement process with us. And sometimes it, it gets hard, you know, to understand, you know, and to figure out. And, 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 and sometimes we, we want to check out. 
and just say, okay, when God fixes that, I'll, I'll, get, I'll engage again, you know, or when things are right. And, it, and chances are you'll never get better the way that you want to because it's that journey um, that, that God is bringing to you because there's things he wants to do with you and for you. And then a, a significant point is that um, faith may be personal, but it is never private. See, see the the faith you have may be personal to you, but that faith is never private. That that is what that's what when we go through stuff, that's what pushes our faith out. Like you know, the toothpaste out of the tube. Sometimes our faith is that when things are going well, we're doing good and we love God and stuff like that. But that faith, you know, is is private. You know, when it when it was never designed to be, it was because that's part of God's story with you. And and when that pressure comes, you start feeling it. That, you know, that's when, you know, sometimes it becomes, and not that God forces us in it, but that's a part of life, that when it comes out. And so you see the healing um, or, or the struggle, you know, of mm -hmm. two different people. One, one person stops Jesus in the middle of his, you know, of his movement to go, and another one had already started at the beginning speaking for someone else's life. And so it's, um, I, th I think the miracle or, or the, the power of it is, is that in touching them, they realize that that is power, that which they thought it, it would be. But then also, she, the word had started getting out already, you know, and that's why Jesus ha has mm -hmm. to start moving because the word had already started getting out. And he's not like those other ones that were coming through that were, um, okay, maybe we can say it like this. Um, if you've ever been to a miracle service or you've ever watched one on television and and you wonder to yourself you know i why does that person fall back like that and mm -hmm. wh what was their their the problem and then the obvious next question is well there's a guy or a girl two blocks down right that was born <clears throat> with this thing da da I'm going to take that person here, but we can never get to that You'll story. You'll never get to the story. You, you never, you, that person is, is never, is this one, and I don't know. And, of course, we, we've heard the, the back stories, right. you know, things like that. And, and see, and, and that's our struggle today, you, you know, is, is that, um, and I guess I'll say this and then, then throw it back you, is that as, as we move through God, through Christ on earth, as we move through him getting down to his days of departure, you may not have thought about it when you read the Bible, but start looking intently now, just as you're reading. As he gets closer to, to his exit, his death and exit out here, his, his healing miracles starts, you know, they drastically slow down. His, well, not just the healing, the healing, his miracles start drastically slowing down, drastically slowing down to the point you know that I think he leaves Peter's mother-in-law sick when he when he knew, and if there was anybody that he needed, but he left it, it, because he said that this was for a reason, all right, and that was to show you, you know, what faith is, what right. what I'm actually doing on the inside because this is what life is. Now, does he want us to be good on the outside? Yes, uh, to be healed on the outside. Uh, yes, he wants all of that for us, but we're also in the flesh. And we also know that this flesh was never, you know, designed to be permanent. I'm not saying anything else other than, other than that. And and so, um, and so he's pushing them to look at the better part. So 
Mark is trying to tell us that Jesus never forgets. Uh, um, he's going to do what he needed to do. And in the middle of that, an emergency arises. He takes care of the emergency and then he gets on to what he intended to do. And when he got there, he still accomplished what he intended to do. Right. Um, the, the storm that we just talked about, you know, in the last lesson, uh, um, Jesus, they're in the boat and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And in and, 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 and another version, Jesus walks to them. Right. You, you know, he comes walking to them. And if you read the text that, that Jesus appeared to them walking on the water, well, the Greek behind that is, is Jesus came to them in a parallel course on, right. on the water, parallel course. So he came out so far. And then instead of walking directly at the boat, he starts walking parallel to it. And that Peter sees in the stuff like, like that. I wonder if they will recognize me out here in the storm and not on the boat. If they do, can I get them to understand I can heal them out here as well as in in there? It, it's and 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 Matthew, I think it says, you know, he he, he walks them as if he he's going to pass them. He yes. walks them on the water as if he's going to go by them. Now he's not going to, but he walks them if, as if he's going to go by. You, you know, as do do you know that we're suffering? Yes. I want to know if you recognize me out here. And so that and so Mark in his own way, because he's not doing to a Jewish audience what Matthew is, but he's showing us that. Very good. Now, Jesus at once realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Now, being God, he, he would know, but the, we'll, we won't stop yet. You see the people crowding against you, his disciples say, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Why fear? She had touched a man. She was unclean and not supposed to be there. She had taken it upon herself to approach Christ when um, as, as a rabbi, you, you just didn't do these, but she had put herself at risk. And I always say, remember where Jesus is going. He's going to heal a daughter. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. This is the only time Jesus ever calls anybody a daughter in scripture. And he's going to heal another man's daughter. Please just remember this as let's say I get a call from someone saying, Patrick, I need you to come to and pray with me. We just got a cancer diagnosis. So I get in the car and I got to drive all the way from Spring Hill, which is south of Nashville, all the way to Antioch, which is over east. And, and if you live in Nashville, you know that the roads were designed perfectly for horse carts 100 years ago. But it is just, it's difficult. I need to remember as I'm going to pray with this person that just got a cancer diagnosis that I am passing other people in storms and crises other daughters, other sons of God, other people in pain. These people in the traffic are not in my way. They are my way. They are God's kids. And so Jesus is teaching us here, don't get blindsided by going to do a good thing to the point where you don't do good on the way. And he calls her daughter. Now, while people were still speaking, here's the drama and the pain here. Some people came from the house of Jairus, the, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? 
Oh, I'm a father. And I'm a father who dearly loves his babies. Even though the babies are both grown up, have babies of their own. I would have collapsed at that stage. And I can see Jesus in my mind's eye, throwing an arm over him, holding him up and saying, verse 36, don't be afraid, just believe. And here's where he takes control of the group too. Verse 37, no, you guys don't get to come. Peter, James, John, they get to come. And so it's going to be the servants of the man, the man, Peter, James, John, and Jesus. That's quite enough, thank you, for what he has to do. Uh, he, when they come to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. Just a, a cultural, historical cultural point. Some of you may have seen on television, you know, somebody's dead and at a funeral in a Semitic nation or uh, an Asian nation perhaps, people are wailing and they're jumping up and down and they're, you know, beating themselves. This is not fake. This is mourning the way they mourn. They're not putting on a show. Although you could hire mourners, it's like hiring hospice. They were sincere about mourning. They helped you mourn. It was a gift to the community mm -hmm. to get you to process mourning. You didn't get to sit around afterwards for six months and not do much because back then it was a subsistence living. So you had to get through the process. And in fact, among Orthodox Jews and among conservative Muslims to this very day, you have to be buried on the day you die. It's done quick. Um, so the mourning has to be really out there. So he sees this and I, frankly, Jesus's response here makes me go, what too? Because I would have come in saying, all right, I know you've heard all the bad news, but trust me, God's got this. He didn't do that. He goes, why are, why are you crying? This is temporary. And that's what I have to remember he's saying to me. That's what he's saying about my mother, mm -hmm. who by the time this airs, may be alive or dead, she's under hospice care. Um, that when we, I mean, Paul says we don't mourn like those who have no faith, mm -hmm. have no hope. Um, this is temporary. This is temporary. Uh, somebody once said a long time ago, and he's been quoted many times since, the favorite part of the Bible is the phrase, and it came to pass. We're just not ready to understand that death comes to pass too. First of all, we always think we're not, we're not going to die. We're the exception. Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating, but people believe, well, I'm not going to. And then when we die, it's hard to remember that this is a temporary state. And Jesus is going to act this out now for the people there. But of all of these things, two things in this story touch me deepest. One, he calls the woman daughter. And then here, he goes back to the language of his childhood, Aramaic. No longer speak in Hebrew. No longer, if he spoke Greek, has been a real fight. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know the answer to that. But Aramaic and Hebrew, while related, 
we're not the same language. And he slips into Aramaic, Talitha Kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. It doesn't really mean I say to you. It's little girl, get up. But the verb form, there are cases, forms, tenses that do not exist in English that are in Aramaic, Hebrew, uh, many other languages. And it is almost an emphatic. It's, um, it's like up. Jesus with just a word can bring us from the unreachable back, you know, no matter how far unreachable. So those two things, going to the language of your childhood means he was deeply touched. He was mourning too. The hurt of the others hurt him. It'd be like a Highlander Scot going back into Gaelic instead of English. Um, it, it's, it'd be like an Italian who's lived here since they were a child going into Italian because it, you returned to that level of pain um, of your childhood and helplessness. And those are my two favorite parts because they show the humanity, but mainly the compassion of God. And this woman and this daughter hadn't done anything to earn it. It's just they needed compassion, so he gave it. And I've been talking, but to me, every time I read this story, that's what leaps up at me. Now, you and I are going to be very different on this, and I want you, so I want you to take from here. Because you said a couple of weeks ago now that in the, uh, in the black church, in the African-American church, the miracles are hugely important. Now, I come from a middle-class background, obviously white, um, living all over the world, but still middle-class, lower middle-class in there. Um, and therefore, when I read the story, I don't read the way you read because our perceptions and our community Mm -hmm. does change, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, the least important part about this, these, these two stories are the healing. I guess maybe because I don't expect to be healed and I don't expect to be brought back from the dead, but I do expect his compassion. But my people were not in, enslaved for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. My people were not told Jesus loves you but forget about this life. You have to wait till the next one to have any joy. So I didn't grow up with this. And, and in fact, the first time I, I went to the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis and saw and started reading, I got angry that I'd never been told this, mm -hmm. right? So I've talked a good, what, eight, 10 minutes here. We got a good 10 minutes left. What do you see here that you'd like to share. And it doesn't have just to be about the miracles in the black church. You're a scholar. You have things to say. Um, I just want, I'm babbling, but I see daughter and Talitha and it almost ends me. I almost go into tears every time I read this story. Yeah, yeah. The compassion of, of Jesus is, is hugely important and especially in, in, any, in any area where a people if 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 they're practicing some form of religion uh, um the the as the aspect of um of uh, mercy the aspect of healing the aspect 
of compassion is always strongly there because many times it's um, your love has not been requited back in kind. Um, your ability to thrive and produce may have been stopped, uh, stymied. Your your ability just to to be who you are may have been locked in, and so um, and so religion then takes on a whole nother form. Faith takes on a whole nother form. It's not just a faith of, of okay, I love Jesus. It's, it's a faith of, I'm going to make it through this day. Um, you know, it, it's a faith of, I, I'm going to be okay. And it's a faith of, I don't want to lose my mind, you know, while I go through here. And it's a faith of, at, at the end of the day, can I deal with my emotions and feelings of resentment and tiredness and, and challenges and unnecessary struggles and stuff? And, and then and then and people maybe in another way can understand that somewhat of the of a, the glass ceiling, you know, understanding in, in whatever you are, wherever you are, you, you know, somebody told you that you'll never get there because mm -hmm. of this, 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 and you may not have thought it was true until things started happening that worked against you to get you there, you, you know, so, mm -hmm. so you can get that point here. And it just, I wasn't born on, on the, I was born on the right side of the track, just not in the part of the right side of the track. <laughs> or I did not go to the right school to, to get this, although I went to a good school and, and just then the other, I didn't go to the one where they already had the connection, just then the other. And, and so it all gets into that, you know, to that boiling point, but, but, but faith takes on, matter of fact, it, in the text here, if we go back to um, verse number 34, and he said to her daughter, um, and, and that, that, that language, because that almost brings tears to your heart mm -hmm. as he shows her the little girl, because you just think about your child. I do. When they were sick, you, you know, and it wasn't one of those Robitussin sicknesses. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you ever, <laughs> if you ever have some comedians talk about, <laughs> it wasn't one of those Robitussin things right. that, that'll get you well. This, this was, this was one, you know, where the, where the doctor's saying, we, we're doing, we're, we're working, we're working there, you know, hang, hang with us here, mm -hmm. we got, you know, that kind of stuff. Or either where they're telling you, as you mentioned before, that um, a, a person there that, that had was taking a certain kind of uh, medicine that right. was hugely expensive. You don't know if you can afford it. And, and I ha have been down that road with, with parishioners. If the medicine that this particular member needed to take, they called it liquid gold. Mm. And so they, you, you know instantly how, how much that, you, yeah. you know, what, what they were, what they, how it got there, you know, was. And, um, okay, and when people get into those kind of medicines and stuff, you know that, is it the the prognosis? The diagnosis isn't you. You know they're the struggling. Prognosis, the prognosis, yeah. They're struggling, you know, with it right then. But he says unto her daughter, "Your faith has made you well. Go in peace." Now that's powerful. Go in peace. Yeah. Now he he had just healed her. You know he he didn't say, "Okay, you're good. Okay, you you're good now. Have a good day." He says, "You know, go in peace." In other words, be free from inward anxiety and from inward frustration. I'm, I'm freeing your trepidation. I'm freeing your emotions to be again, to be whole again. And, and he's putting her under his protection. Yeah. Because who's going to hurt the daughter of the man that can raise the dead? You know, who's going to go after her saying, you weren't supposed to be there in the first place and you were I mean, I'm a nice guy, Rick, really, sometimes. Not all, but I'm a pretty nice guy. But if you were to hurt my daughter, 
my personality would change immediately. You understand that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think every, every dad understands mm -hmm. that. Um, and so I see him here making a point. You go in peace. And I can almost imagine him looking around at people, especially the judgmental, mm -hmm. saying, you go in peace, you're free from your suffering. Because again, who's going to mess with the daughter, the guy that can raise the dead? Oh, yeah. So, sorry, didn't mean to cut no, it. No, 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 please do. Um, that, and that really is to um, the story when uh, Jesus had the disciples and, and he was going to, took Peter, James, and John up to the Mount Transfiguration. The rest mm -hmm. of them stayed down. And while they were up there, some of the, the leaders of the people, you know, came to them and, and started pushing the disciples around a little bit, started talking about them. You know, you all really can't do anything. You're really... You know, you, you know, you can't even heal this person, you know, right over here. And they, they had tried to heal him. And they said, this one doesn't come out by fasting and prayer. You know, and that may be something we have to deal with at that time, because that's not a clear thing that fasting puts prayer on steroids. That's that's not yeah. that at all. It, 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 we mess it up when we go that way. Matter of fact, we just throw it all the way out the camp when we do that. And, um, and so you remember that story that, that you know, they were just, you, you know, you all, this thing isn't really that. So Jesus comes back down the mountain with Peter, James, and I, and in the Greek, you don't pick up the energy or the internal of the story. But Jesus shows back up, you know, and says, I'm, I'm here, speak to me. That's basically what he was saying, okay, I see you disciples, speak to me, I'm, I'm here now. You were pushing them around, now I want to see you push me around. See, that's basically what mm -hmm. he was saying, you know, in, in there. Well, well, you know, we, you know, we, we have this, you know, this, this child here that, that throws itself in the fire and has epilepsy and stuff like that. And nothing. They can't do anything. And they can't do anything. And Jesus said, well, basically, I'm here now. Okay. And so let's deal with the situation. And, and that's Jesus doing that mother hen or parenting thing. You just said, okay, you were messing with my disciples. Now I'm mm -hmm. back. I'm here. Not back as in I've been gone on. Right. I'm here now. Now push on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's where in faith we've got to walk that line. And, you know, there are times when we've got to hide in Jesus. We've got to hide behind him. Not because I don't have enough money for this, not because I don't have. You know, these kind of illnesses we're talking about here, this, this isn't, you know, money may have got some medicine, stuff like that, but, but, but all, of us, all of us have been in situations where the doctor said, I do not know why. Yeah. This person is not dead. I just, they should be dead. With these signs, really are dead. Mm -hmm. And they're looking over at someone else. I don't know why this person is still alive. Mm -hmm. uh, literally, literally, there's a, see that, you know, th that's the movement through life. And, but that's also what, he, what he's bringing us to in, in faith, the little girl. Uh, um, she's, she's gone, but the Lord said, you know, she's not dead, but she's sleeping. They're thinking, what are you talking about? So, so we have to understand that from this point, she was dead to us in yeah. this realm, but she was alive to Jesus because when he was going, and if this is Christ and if God is God, we ought to know he already knew that girl was dead when he stopped and did this, you know, and went mm -hmm. on. Okay. She, but he's saying that she's asleep because I'm going to restore life to her. Okay. Now, can you imagine, you know, the person, you know, the couple that's trying to figure out, can we, can we, we still love each other. We still want each other. Can we save this? Can we save this marriage? Is, is there anything? Um, 
when you look at, um, you know, a working environment and you maybe it's a business and you, you know the owner and stuff and you know the sacrifice they put in. And, you know, can I, you know, can, can I just let him know that there's an element over here that, I mean, the blood, sweat and tears and all, all that he or she is doing and stuff like that it, it just doesn't need to be. You know, this, we can do better. This company can, can be better. They just got to understand they can't, they can't be siphoning stuff out the back door or what, whatever it is, you know, or either, and it could be as simple as when you're driving, you know, and at times all of us have to get to where we got to get to. But I wager if you've been like me, there are times when people have, have done things in front of you on the road that, that you start thinking, my God, God, have you ever jumped in the steering wheel like that? So what just, just, it just happened, you know, and, um, but, but not wish that back, you know, on them and understand that, that this is about God and what God is, is doing. And that's, that's what he wants. So we got to keep that, that, that over there because Jesus saying, I, I have this in control and I'm going to give life, but not only, not only physical life back, but I'm going to give you your peace back. I'm going to give you your sanity back. I'm going to give you sobriety. And I'm not talking you, you had bipolar and now poof, it's gone. I'm not talking about that. But I'm going, to put, I'm going to give this situation where you have it and not have it like we do medicines for illnesses today. Okay, we're going to give you this. That's going to correct this. But then it opens up these 10 other things yeah. and, and you say, okay, well, well this isn't going to kill me. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, so, wait, so that's not what he's doing. When he said, I, I'm giving you wholeness back, that's, that's what he meant. Now, it may be wholeness in the middle of the pain that I'm not, I'm not going to run as fast as I did or I'm not going to climb out ever as again like I did, but it's wholeness of life and the purpose of it. And they're inherent in all of that. It, it is, and, and we've hit our time. I, just to wrap it up, all Jesus did, Jesus didn't go, ta-da, he didn't take up a collection, he didn't amass a following, he just said, um, don't talk about this, just give her something to eat. There is an old hymn that we used to sing, I've actually not heard it in churches for probably 30 years, mm -hmm. but it was, does Jesus care when my heart is pained too, too deeply for mirth and song? You know, and it goes on, and the chorus would swell. Oh, yes, he cares. I know he's, he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. I think these stories are in here because we need these stories. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be times we're going to wonder, does he care? And when we see this, then maybe we can realize we're not dead either. We're just sleeping. This is a temporary state. Mm -hmm. But Jesus will bring us life. Exactly. Thank you, brother. All right. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you guys for tuning in. We'll see you the next time around whenever we start looking at another set of, not stories so much as incidents that are, that kind of hit Jesus like waves against the shore. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk next week. Cheers. Okay.